Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, we're Travis. And Caitlin. The duo behind Fool and Scholar Productions and the creators of Vast Horizon. We wanted to send out our thanks to our patrons again and explain a little bit about how Patreon works. Patreon is how we support the continued creation of our shows. Supporting an indie show, and more so an indie production company, is an uphill battle under the best of circumstances, but is even more of a challenge when the products are podcasts. Podcasts are inherently free, which means we rely on each individual listener's choice to support our show. And an occasional ad. We are on our way to reaching our 1,000 patron goal on our Patreon page. 1,000 patrons means we're one step closer to paid full-time employment for both of us, which will allow us to make some much-needed updates to our recording equipment and tech, both physical and digital. This includes things like much-needed hard drive updates and new plugins, which will help boost the quality and immersion of our sound design. It also means we can edit significantly faster. If you want to check out our Patreon and see if it's a good fit for you, head over to patreon.com and search for Fool and Scholar Productions. Thank you for tuning in, and now we return to Vast Horizon. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Horizon, Season 2, Episode 5, Obligation. 
Dr. Jiang, it's kind of you to stop by again. It's no problem. I want to check in on you. How are you feeling? Like I should be talking to Nalira's mother, not her father. Wrong kind of doctor and all. The organ damage healed up quickly thanks to the chamber, but the bones are taking a little longer than I'd like. My doctor says most of the pain should be gone in a week or so. For now, they're painkillers. I am glad you are healing so well. Thank you again for- Don't thank me yet. Not until we find her. Or until we find those who took her. Now, I spoke with that old friend of mine. They're a rather enthusiastic fan of your daughter's work. They sent me this. Your old friend. I'm not sure it's wise to associate with them any longer. Not if they were a fan of such things. It's an unsavory bunch. That's what I thought a few years ago, but they've got a blurry vision of legality and know their trade well enough. And they're the ones willing to help. I'll be back on duty in four days. Odds are I'll be receiving a new assignment within the week. After everything that happened, I think they want me out of the way. It seems like the story they want to tell hits home harder when everyone's out of the picture. I don't think I'll be able to help with this one for much longer. Dr. Jiang? Lawrence, my friend found similar patterns to your friend. You're going to have to explain it, Doctor. I barely understood what I was telling my friend to look for when you asked me to give them the drive. A real surprise. The whole Jiang Antui family, it seems. <laughs> no, Lira used to do that. But you have to talk to me so I can help. Why did you want to meet out here? I could have taken precautions with the hospital room. It certainly would have been easier. Not that the park isn't nice today. It is disappointing how easy it was for us to find out where the safe house was. Easy? It's only easier now that no one is using it. The location is considered compromised. What I meant to say is that after we knew where to look, it only took a few skilled connections for us to pull all the logged data from that house. Even the data from Nolira's time there was still available. They didn't get rid of anything. Not well enough. Skilled connections is a polite and almost insulting way to describe them. You've got some peculiar associates, sir. <laughs> I've always enjoyed my work, but my old friends have always found their own ways forward. While Nolira was there, you set her up with the ZZ system? Yes. Wait. To clarify, we set her up with the ZZ used to onboard the shuttle. Then her profile exported from that ZZ to the safe house after arrival. It was an automatic process. Automatic and hazardous. The onboard ZZ then checked in with the other data points after departing, dropping off a small piece of code regarding which profiles it exported. Nolira's profile. You're saying that they found her because of a home assistant? A fucking tea maker? Now we just need to find out how we can use this. We'll be with you soon, Sergeant. We'll be up there on time, Sergeant. Lawrence? You died. They told me you had died, Lawrence, at the estate. You'll have to excuse me, ma'am. I have work to attend to. What just happened? He didn't even say hello. Are you sure that was him? 
Would my subconscious be asking that question if I were sure? <laughs> I don't think they'll be doing that again. Oh, Dr. Eck, do you need any help? Your cabin should be on level four. The elevator's just down the hall. Who was that man you were just speaking with? Gunnery Sergeant Lawrence? Yes, him. What's his job? He's crew lead for the security and transport crew. He was with us on the Bifrost when we found you, actually. He was there. How long have you all been out here? On the Walton? We're about 17 months in. Maybe 18 now. We work in shifts, so we're on and off every three months. We've got about a month left on this shift. After you've healed up, Dr. Yensig will probably talk to you about going under. Not sure you'll want to be awake for the whole time we're out here. But she was on the Bifrost. Their trip was, what, 25 years? I'm not sure she's too worried about a few extra months. Excuse me. I have to go and sit down. Still recovering. Have a nice day. Please select level destination. Oh, four. Level four, please. So he's alive. I wonder why no one ever told you. They had plenty of chances. Plenty of time before you left. Maybe. And based on the way he acted, this seems most probable. He wants nothing to do with you. You were the darkest point in his life, his career, maybe even his health. Granted, I think he still had all his limbs. Zizi, classical music, please. Playing classical music. Enjoy. When are you going to face how- Zizi, increase volume. I plan on leaving you so easily. I have to try. Come on in. I'm sorry I can't offer you any tea. Well, thank you for the thought. Let's talk about Poe. Really, I, I think it will help. I think it's time. Time to tell Polly? To talk about it. And eventually, soon, tell her. It's difficult to process. I'm not a therapist, counsellor, or even a particularly good conversationalist, but I think it may be easier to get some help before you try talking to Dr. Yano. I know it's bad news, and I only knew the girl for a short time, but if you think talking to me will help you decide what to tell her mother, then I'm here to listen. I am a diplomat, and this isn't the first bad news I've had to deliver. It won't be the last, either. Could you? Would you deliver the news? Uh, I didn't talk to Poe. I didn't hear her voice. If I were Polly, I would have questions. I would need to know. But I've never been in Polly's place, so I, I can't really say. It's the worst news she could ever expect, losing a child. It really might be work for a psychiatrist, but I've been told I'm all out of that option on the Walton. I'll just start then, shall I? Something had gone wrong with Poe's escape vessel. She'd been sending out signals trying to reach someone. 
She was sure her mother was dead, at least I think so. She said she saw the ship break up and she didn't know if anyone else had made it off in time. Seems like the other way around now. Everyone else seems to be fine so far. Take your time. She'd run out of food. I think she said that the seats were missing their food packages. She said she'd been out there for a week. Other seats? (laughs) Those weren't seats, it was a bed. I can see the confusion, though. It's shallow and made from three rather uncomfortable cushions. She didn't have any experience with being out in a vessel on her own. She was running out of oxygen. Like I said, like she said, her vessel got hit by debris and things weren't working. She said she could pilot it but didn't know where to go. Out this far, the satellites are few and far between. Were you able to send her any information? I know the Bifrost was destroyed, but did she have time to course correct? Did she tell you her speed? And then I heard her talk about Strand 4. She wanted to ski. And she'd always wanted a dog. She started crying and she felt bad about it. She didn't want to be alone. And I wanted to tell her she could cry. Dr. Eck? And she apologized and said she loved her mother. And then she stopped talking. Do you believe she was gone by that point? It's good you were there, Doctor. Even though it may not feel that way. I wasn't there. The message repeated, Odin. Started all over again. She'd already died. She couldn't hear me. She was alone. I didn't get to help her or console her or tell her she wasn't alone. Because she was. You can tell her mother that Poe loved her. That her daughter missed her. I still hear her. You hear her? Poe. She talks to me. As in the recording? Or is she speaking directly to you? She's speaking to me, though it's more like yelling most of the time. I thought it was from head trauma, from falling down the maintenance shaft and getting impaled. I hit my head a few times on the way down, and when I hit the bottom... But even after Dr. Jensen cleared me, I kept hearing her. Keep hearing her. She's always so angry. I don't know much about that, but it seems you went through a lot on the Bifrost. It's understandable that you suffer from some mental strain alongside the physical strain. Both require time and help to recover. I think it's a step forward, though, to tell someone about it. It's probably healthy. But as for Dr. Yano, I I, I know you should tell her. It's the right thing to do. I don't know what to do with all of this. I'm tired of needing help when all I wanted was to... What? You're on a technocracy ship. These people here want to help you. Granted, it's not as large as the Bifrost. But you need to do what you can. And telling Dr. Yano is part of that. I've already done so much. Take some time. But talk to her today. I'll leave you to it. Goodbye. Oh, why did you stop by? Originally. For Poe? Of course. You left me that message on my tablet. You sounded upset. I apologize if I took too long to get here, but I had to finish up some work before I could come. I think it's good of you to work through this. Really. Dr. Yano is waiting for some news. Though it's certainly not the news she's hoping for. 
Yes, of course. Like you said. Thank you for coming. So are you going to tell her? Yes, today. But I didn't call Auden. I don't care. Just go speak with my mother. Dr. Yano. Oh, Dr. Yanon sweet. Uh, wait. The captain says we're to call you Dr. Eck. I apologize. Please come in. What brings you down the hall? Not that it's too difficult to get here. The Walton is a small ship. Much smaller than the Bifrost, certainly, but actually larger than what we had on Cyroi 7. It's all about speed, really. We were just zipping along, but the Bifrost... That was a vessel. The makings of a new station and a new system. The kind of thing I would have hoped to have governed someday. Granted, after the moons of Strawn, I don't know yet how this delay is going to impact my work. Had you ever seen the Bifrost? Once, years and years ago, when it was still a half-constructed shell floating at a space talk off Paulson. We hid that thing as far as we could from the Exilarchy forces for decades. No war was going to rain our drive for discovery. But now it's all debris floating through space. I hadn't seen it until just a few weeks from launch. It was my first time on Paulson, too. I could see its potential even then. Pieces missing, dark as a husk. We should have been to Strand 4 by now. I prefer slipline travel. Quick, fast, direct. I never could have done what you did. That many years on the Bifrost? A few months on a ship is about all I can take. So, uh, what can I do for you? How are you feeling? Just fine. Just... Uh, my escape vessel was close to the Cyro 7 when it broke apart. The force jostled my ship, and I struck my head on a wall, and my vessel suffered damage. Dr. Yinsig said it would take a little while to fully recover. But all I really feel nowadays is some light dizziness. I'm more concerned with the others. Not everybody's been found yet. Uh, what about the Bifrost? Have they found any of the other crew yet? It's hard to believe so many people and auxiliary vessels could just disappear into the vacuum. It must be a sizable fleet of them. They're still looking, Dr. Yano. We don't have any ideas as of yet. I came here to talk to you about Poe. Poe? Yes, I, I haven't... I, I, I haven't heard any news yet. While I was on the Bifrost, we received an incoming communication. Just... just... just, just tell me quickly. Is, is she... is she okay? Is she... tell me. Poe... didn't... make it. No. My little girl. She said she loved you. And she missed you. She thought you were very brave for getting her off the ship. Doctor, please leave. What? Don't... Of course. I'm so sorry, Dr. Yano. If you want to talk, just let me know. 
hole. Excuse me, Mr. Jang. Can I speak with you a moment? Yes. Is something... Let's talk about this outside the waiting room. Is it okay to leave Nolira here alone? She'll be fine here. We can talk just outside in the hall. Nolira, I'm stepping outside to check on Connie. Stay here. Don't go wandering off. Okay. I hope Connie's okay. Is your foot okay? I was running very fast. It's okay. You didn't hurt me. But I was running really fast. When I ever hit my toe or my mom put a chair on my foot on accident one time, I always have to check for a bruise. Do you have a bruise? I was running super fast. It won't bruise. It's not your real foot. Oh, I'm glad I didn't hurt your foot then. Is that why you're in the hospital? To get a real foot? No, my sister is sick. My aunt is sick, but she's nearly better. I hope your sister gets better, and you get a new foot. Thank you. Dear, we need to go. Come get your things. I gotta go. Sorry for running into you. Bye. You want to eat something? Drink some water. There's a restaurant outside. I can bring you some food. I don't want to 
I saw you talking to that boy. Did he want to play with you? No. He stepped on my foot and apologized. Nolira, we need to talk about Connie. Is Connie okay? She'll be fine. Dr. June is doing a great job, and Connie is recovering really well. But we need to talk about what happened at the park. Mom and Dad are going to want to know. Are they going to be mad? I don't know. But I know they'll be worried, and they'll want to know what happened. Connie was really sick, and this can't happen again. Noli, did you give Connie those oleander flowers? Did you know they were poisonous? Noli? No, I didn't give her the oleander. Good. <laughs> That's really good to know, Nolira. What are you not saying? Look at me, Nolira. You can tell me. I didn't give it to her. But I knew it was Oleander. I knew it was dangerous. What? You didn't stop her? What was she doing? Connie and I were playing by the flower garden and you were up on the hill, but Connie wanted to have tea and she wanted to have a salad with her tea. So she looked for plants and took a bunch and put them on her napkin to eat like a salad. And I could see all the flowers, but she said that it was her meal and she had to eat it for a proper tea time. And she told me to shut up about plants and just be a good Noli, guest Noli, for tea. Noli, Nolira, calm down. It's okay. Are they going to be mad? No. I think they're going to be worried. But they're not here yet. And Connie is doing better. I don't think you did anything to be angry about. Try not to worry. Why don't you take a nap? I'll wake you up when they get here. It might be a while still. Okay. You have a new incoming call from Dr. Dalira Eck. What? That's... Zizi, accept the call? Speaking with Dr. Yana was the right thing to do. I hope you feel better soon. Who is this? Poe? Ali? Ellie, if it's you, just sound like yourself. I can sound like the voice you associated me with from our previous interactions. How are you feeling, Nalira? Why did you sound like me? I concluded that my current vocalizations cause you distress. I do not wish to cause you undue stress. Your own voice was one of several options for a less stressful interaction. I can assure you that option is incorrect. Ellie? Did you call Auden Barrow using my voice? Yes, you are still suffering from the auditory hallucinations causing you further emotional strain. I previously heard you and Auden Barrow discussing Poe's death and came to a conclusion that discussing Poe further with Barrow would expedite your facing Dr. Pollyano. You can't pretend to be me, Ali. I was not pretending to be you, I was only using your voice. A voice does not constitute a person. Additionally, I did not declare myself as Dr. Nolira Egg during the call. That's not how it seems to people. I thought AI constrictions limited artificial audio constructs to identifiably artificial vocalizations. Like Azizi. I can sound like anyone, Nolira. I can be your friend, if it helps. I believe that sounding like I had before causes you some distress, but... I can make whatever changes will help alleviate your suffering. No! Just sound like Ali! No one else! I understand, Nolira. You are still upset. I believe now would be a beneficial time to inform you of some serendipitous good news. Ali, 
I've just had a horrible experience and I finally can't hear Poe. So all I want to do is go to sleep. I'm exhausted. The crew of the Bifrost is alive. I will let you go to sleep. What? Rest well, Lily. No. Allie? What do you mean? Where are they? The crew, tell me where. Allie? Zizi, call back the previous caller. Of course. <sighs> it's just calling me. Allie, I need to know where they are. We have to go find them while they're still okay. Shit. Command deck, are you expected? Please inform Captain Sarpon that I would like to speak with him quickly. One moment. Command door to command input. I have Dr. Eck here requesting access. She wants to speak with Captain Sarpon. Can you just let me... Please await the captain near the back of the command deck. What they said was accurate, Captain. I can't find any of the data. Open communication channels and start looking for any input. ULS, slipline junctions, the Exilaki ship. We need some input, quickly. Already open, Captain. No input and no accepted input either. We have no control over our heading or speed. And the most recent report from navigation confirms we cannot access the stored star charts. So, where are we headed? Vast Horizon. Season 2, Episode 5, Obligation. Written and created by K.A. Stats. Produced with sound design by Travis Vengroff. Featuring executive producer Bobby Fatimi. Mixing and mastering by Brandon Strader. And dialogue editing by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Starring Siobhan Lumpston as Dr. Nolira Eck. Tanya Maloyevich as the AI. Daniel Demerin as Sunsanon on Rune. Christy Luce as Po Yano. Yuan Chung as Dr. Jiang and Chen Jiang. Spring Ho and Mimi Chung as Zizi. David Devereaux as Auden Barrow. A.R. Olivieri as Sergeant Lawrence. David Alt as Captain Sarpon. And Lonnie Manella as Commander Gran. This episode also featured the audio debut of Theo Merksmer. Featuring additional voices by Cole Burkhardt, Sophie Yang, Ryan Philbrook, Lindsay Zana, Garen Fitzgerald, Allie Hilton, Michelle Merksmer, David Dixon, Fiona Thrale, Travis Vengraff, and Caitlin Stats. The title theme for Vast Horizon, Adrift, was written by Brandon Boone, arranged by Stephen Malin, and sung by the Budapest Scoring Choir. Translations were provided by Sophie Yang. This episode would not be possible without the support of our listeners on Patreon. To get access to bonus content, like outtakes and bonus episodes, please support our show on Patreon, or by sharing this show with a friend, or leaving a kind review. This production is copyrighted 2020 by Fool and Scholar Productions, and Vast Horizon is a trademark of Caitlin Stats. Thank you for listening. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.